This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose, sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I am your host today, and uh, this is the 80th episode of Transcend with Nat. Uh, I'm here in my new home here in Puerto Rico. I just moved to a new place. I'm sure you can hear that I'm uh, a little bit more in the countryside. You hear those coquis, the the frogs, the Puerto Rican frogs that are uh, chirping and making their their sounds, as well as all the uh, other creatures and critters out out here where I'm living. Uh, it's the chorus. It's the chorus. The Koki Chorus that I hear on a nightly basis, which is quite lovely. Anyway, so today I wanted to discuss wealth with you. Uh, But first, I wanted to talk about something which we will get into more as part of wealth, which is health. There's a lot going on in our world today that's a lot of focus on disease Uh, And I wanted to address that a little bit in the way I see things and the way I view from all the experiences I've had in both both the allopathic, the Western type of medicine that is very prevalent, as well as the holistic medicine. And just going from my own experience, I, I have to say that I'm not a doctor and I'm just speaking from experience here I see that there's a difference between going towards health and mitigating disease and that type of medicine. And most of the medicine that's in the Western lexicon today of medicine, besides maybe some fringe types of medicine of the the anti-aging type, the performance-enhancing uh, type of medicine uh, is really based around disease mitigation. Um, and that's very different than health. And there's a lot going on in our world right now around um, the discussion of vaccines and the discussion of therapies. And there's a lot of dissension and separation being caused around this too, and segregation, and and all sorts of behaviors at a societal level. And I'm just going to speak today from the health aspect of it. And that is that if you're going towards health, that is a conscious direction in your life. And that may or may not include different types of medicines, different types of vaccines and things of that nature. Because vaccines are not for your health. They're not something that helps you be healthy. And specifically these days we're talking about these new types of vaccines called mRNA vaccines, which we're dealing with in the COVID era of this world. These are not something that make you healthy. The idea for those who take them for medical things is to mitigate disease or mitigate the symptoms of disease. And that's something that 
people take them for. But to illustrate my point very clearly, I'd say this. If there were no such thing as COVID-19, would you take this COVID-19 vaccine? And of course, unless you're just uh, out to lunch or not really with it mentally, um, you're probably going to say, no, I'm not going to take a vaccine for something that doesn't exist. Uh, because that would be rather ridiculous and silly. You know, it's kind of like, would you do um, chemotherapy if you didn't have cancer or something that would require that? Um, because chemotherapy is poison to the body. We know this. Anyone who knows someone who's gone through that or experienced that, or if you have yourself, knows that this is something that is not for your health. It's not something you would do unless you had a disease that you decided and you chose that the risks of putting that into your body, um, the benefits far outweighed those risks because it was necessary for that. Now, if you're really going towards health after you did something like that, you might um, do things to restore the damage done to your body and also while you're doing that um, because it, it is quite damaging, but you, know, you, you measure the risk and reward. However, something that is for your health it is not based on whether there's a disease out there or in your body such as if you're going towards health and there was no such thing as COVID-19, and I said, there's no such thing as COVID-19, will you exercise for your health? Would that be healthy for you? You'd say, of course that'd be healthy for me. It doesn't matter what's going on. Exercise is something that we all know, generally speaking, is uh, going to help us with our health. So that is something that is very different than mitigating disease. And so, you know, when we're dealing with these types of things that mitigate disease, or that that's at least what our intention is in taking them, we often need to weigh what the risks are versus the benefits. And each person, knowing their body and having different things going on with their body, is, gets to choose whether the risks, because there is risk with all of these things. Um, and there's unknown risks too, especially with new medications. I've been around long enough to understand and to see many things that get approved that end up having risks that we didn't know about or that were withheld. And so to understand that there are risks and to understand that it's incumbent upon each individual to choose what you're doing for your health or what medicine you're taking to mitigate certain diseases. Because at the end of the day, it is not a public health official who lives in your body. It is not anyone uh, in the media or who's famous who lives in your body. They do not have to deal with any consequences of what you do to your body. And this doesn't just include vaccines, this includes medications, this includes food, this includes anything that you put into your body, drugs, whatever it is that you put into your body, you're the one who has to live with that result. 
You're the one who lives in that body. So ultimately, it is your responsibility, it is your ability to respond, it is your charge of how you maintain your body. And so since you are responsible for that, then you might want to make it a conscious choice of what you're doing, what you're taking, what you're putting into your body, what the risks are of that, what the known risks are, what could the possible unknown risk be. And understanding, do those rewards outweigh the risk for you? I think it's important to recognize that it is each person's, it is your responsibility of what you are choosing for your body. And I know that right now, there's a lot of moral righteousness. There's a lot of consequences socially, socially within families, within social groups, within friend groups, um, and even in diff- depending on where you are, uh, your ability to function in society, depending on the choices you're making for your own body. There's a lot of moral judgments being cast and a lot of separation being used um, in, in a lot of social stigma being used around all this. Now, I'm one of those people, I'm, I consider myself uh, in many ways freedom-based in how I live my life, and a lot of that has been my journey, my journey with my health. And so there, there's a lot of things to do that are, are for your health and for moving into greater health. And there are things that you do that aren't necessarily for your health, but are more to mitigate disease, because overall, they do help. They are part of your direction towards health. But to understand the difference, I think, is really important, especially in this day and age when there's so much focus on disease and mitigating disease and so little focus on health. I really encourage people to do those things that are going to be for their greatest health. And even if that alienates you from people, I mean, I'm not, I don't consider myself a very moral person. Uh, I just don't look at myself as moving in the circles of what other people think is right and wrong. I really do my best to tune inwardly to my own center of truth and to live in my own integrity as much as I can. And I consider that I do my best with that. But in terms of what other people think and their opinions of what's right and wrong, which we call morals, when enough people think what's right and wrong, I, I haven't really lived a life that follows in those patterns. And, you know, a lot of what I've lived is in, I'm a very curious person and I, and I like to look into things and test things and I, I really appreciate finding what works for me. And that includes spiritually, and that includes with my health. And I really encourage other people to do that as well, regardless of what external pressures people may have on you and society may have. I, I just definitely encourage you to do what's right for you regardless of what other people think or what they think of you as a good person or a bad person. I know I've definitely been 
called a range of things in my time here on this planet, some pretty horrible things. And, you know, I just keep going my direction, which is something that I really got to see and had a good example of with my spiritual teacher, John Rogers. He was called, and still is called, many, many horrible things. And um, I just knew him as someone who lived in his integrity and followed what his truth was and marched to the beat of that higher drummer as he heard that sound. And he would move in that way, and I considered someone also with a great deal of integrity, which is to go with the truth as you know it, and to do that in the caring and in in the compassion for others. So that is just something I wanted to bring forward because it's on my mind. I was actually listening to an old episode from back in the beginning on the money magnet recently. Uh, we listened to that, which I think is like one of the first few episodes. I forget which one it is, but if you haven't listened, it's really good. And, and back then I was doing a thing where I'd talk about what I was thinking in the beginning. And uh, I've almost done a whole podcast now on what I've been thinking about. Um, but now we're going to go into the part I wanted to discuss, and that's wealth. And the first thing I want to talk about wealth is that wealth is a, a direction. Wealth is not something you attain. And I'm not just talking about physical riches. Um, I, I consider it very different. And as the world is really going through all the changes that we're going through, I consider I've really deepened and uh, been really looking at what wealth is, what it means. As currencies change in, in their value, which we might call inflation and things of that nature, as, as riches mean something different, I, I've been looking at what is, what is this thing that we call wealth. Um, I see it as something that is all-encompassing. It's encompassing of something that could be a wealthy life. And that may not mean you have a lot of money, and it could mean that you have a lot of money, but really wealth is a consciousness. It's a consciousness that is in tune and vibrating in a certain way, in a certain way that is in tune with that source of all things. Because in that awareness of the source, there is no lack. It's not a finite, it's not limited. It's not limited resources, it, it is actually unlimited. And there's unlimited supply once you tap into that higher consciousness and that and you're living in that wealth consciousness. And often what does happen is there's a creativity that comes from that. And as you tap in to that creativity, that energy, it just flows through you. And you're in that, that frequency that we could call God, that we could call that higher awareness. And you're in line with that spiritual flow. So what I did is, is I came up with a, it's actually called a backronym, which is like an acronym but backwards, meaning you basically take a word and then you fill out words uh, that, that match that. And so I took the word wealth and took each letter of the word and I created a way that I could 
more fully encompass what this living in the direction of wealth is. And the first one is the W of wealth, and that's willingness. My teacher I referenced earlier, John Roger, J.R., I call him J.R., he said that the willingness to do gives the ability to do. Um, and one of the, the first aspects I find is when you're dealing with wealth is there's a willingness to do what needs to be done. You have a consciousness of service and service is the highest expression on this planet. And so having that consciousness of willingness just to handle what needs to be handled, to do what needs to be done in service to the vision, in service to others, in service to this abundance, that, that that's the first step. You know, most business is really a service business. And most of life is really a service situation, especially um, as you move more into this consciousness, consciousness of wealth. Part of that is in the serving and being of service and living in a consciousness of service. And that is demonstrated through your willingness. The second is the E of wealth. So that willingness. And the second is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm derives from Greek meaning possessed by God's essence, the N, which is in, and, and theos, which is, uh, I believe it's theos, is God. And so it is that energy of God, it is being in God, it is being, it's that energy that motivates us. It is the fuel that motivates us in our lives. How do we get that, that enthusiasm? Well, I have a quote here from J.R. that I think is, is really just hits it on the head in terms of enthusiasm and also hits some of the other things we'll be going in a little bit. And it says, your job is to sit in that meditation, in that silence, and open to the higher centers where the precipitation starts and let it start coming down. And as it comes down, it comes intuitively and flashing in pictures and you start knowing and that forms in the mind and you start manifesting and we energize it with the emotions. We get up physically and we move on it. Remember the willingness. We get up physically and we move on it and the byproduct of all of that is called enthusiasm. Then we can ride the enthusiasm, except what happens? Well, it usually goes away unless we take the time to go back in and start the process again from the spirit down through the mind, the emotions, the body, and right out again. And we keep the enthusiasm going, and we can do that more and more rapidly the more expertise we have in how to do it. We don't have to sit and go through it like, I gotta be quiet for 30 hours. It's like, well, I'll take this breath, and I'll just do the whole thing right now, and let that enthusiasm come forward. And it's easy to ride on enthusiasm, you know? That seems like lifeblood to us. So enthusiasm, it, that energy, is, is a big part of wealth. I mean, who doesn't want to be around someone who's enthusiastic about life? 
You know, when you have that enthusiasm moving forward, when it, it comes forward into that creativity, into that doing, into that willingness to handle what's around you, and which moves us into when you're in that enthusiasm and you move into that great attitude, who doesn't want to be around someone who has that attitude? And what is that attitude? That attitude is gratitude. And so that's number three is the A of wealth is the attitude is your attitude of gratitude. And gratitude is like, it's so important. Cicero says, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. Uh, Tony Robbins says, when you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. So if you want to like deal with fear, if you want to have more abundance, then just start with being grateful for what you have which leads to this Eckhart Tolle quote, which says, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. Because see, we attract what we focus upon. And when we're grateful, we're acknowledging the blessings in our life. And as we acknowledge the blessings in our life, we're focusing on the blessings in our life. And since we attract what we focus upon, as we focus on the blessings, we bring more of them into our life. So if you want to have that abundance, if you want to have that wealth, you start with that attitude of gratitude. Each day, I have a practice of writing one sentence of, I am grateful for, and then whatever it is that day. So that I start out my day grateful. So that whatever comes to me, I do my best to be grateful. Now, how successful am I at that? Well, it's, like I said, a direction. It's a focus I'm going towards. So I don't have to do it all the time to be successful. This isn't positive thinking, it's positive focus. We're focusing on a direction we're going. So that attitude of gratitude, that's one of the keys. The next is loving. That's the L of wealth. To have loving in your life, to have that, that very essence, which I consider is the action of God, which is the expression of God is loving. The Bible says, God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. I look at love as one of the foundational, and being loving in life is one of the foundational keys to life. And when I have questions about what do I do, is it this or that, the answer always is be loving. And part of that is the giving. Part of that loving is giving of the overflow. Rumi said, never give from the depths of your well, but from your overflow. Be an example to others of that overflow, of that sharing. And, and you keep this higher degree of loving. And part of that is in the maintaining the discipline, of the impeccability and ruthlessness of 
building this wealth. And it's very similar to the money magnet. I mentioned that episode earlier where you pay yourself 10% first and you keep that in a tangible form and you don't spend that. And that's something that vibrates you to that wealth and that you magnetize to the wealth, to the money. And then that brings forward more wealth and more money. And so you never, you're not giving of that core, you're giving of the overflow of the abundance. And one of the things that happens is that you get to share in this wealth. And that sharing of it is the wealth of it. JR did say something, and I think I have this here somewhere. The sharing of it is the receiving of it. And to me, that, that really is a deep truth, is that when you're really tapped into the abundance of it, when you're tapped into the truth of it, and you're not in the lack because you are in that wealth consciousness, you're in the higher consciousness, it becomes something that your success, your wealth, helps all those around you, and they come with you on that journey of greater uh, abundance and wealth. I'm going to read something from Khalil Gibran um, about loving. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart, but rather, I am in the heart of God. And think not that you can direct the course of love, for love, if it finds you worthy, directs your course. And so as you move in that loving quality of life, as you move in that sharing of the overflow, when you move in in the giving of it and the receiving of it, when you don't need anything because you are full inside and you're just sharing of that abundance of who you are, because who you truly are is loving. You know, that's a wealthy life. I can't emphasize really the importance of all these things that I'm talking about because they are all important to this concept of moving in a greater direction of wealth in your life. I don't know if you can hear it on this recording, but it's really started raining tonight here. We've been getting a lot of rain, of course, I'm in the tropics now, so <laughs> we tend to get rain often, but it's very relaxing. It's very relaxing. It, I consider where I live and the natural environment that I'm living in is, is definitely part of my wealth. The, the colors of the sunsets, you know, I, I love sunsets. I, and here they're just magnificent. And I, I consider that part of my wealth. And I'm just so grateful for that. You know, when I'm in the tropical water surfing, that's, that's part of my wealth because wealth is so much bigger. But really, where is all that? Well, the experience is inside of me. So the wealth is my own experience of it all. My wealth is the experience of, of everything that is going on here, that is going on in my life. And so that's something as, as, we, as, as I'm, I have the tropical fruit, as I, I have um, good friends, these things are all part of my wealth as I, as I can give and be of value to the community that I'm in. These are all parts of wealth. It's parts of the loving, of the giving, of the sharing. The fifth one is the T of wealth, and that's transcending. 
that really is about moving above the fields of karma. I look at the wealth of a higher consciousness is the greatest wealth. And that doesn't require anything really on this level. Uh, you don't need to possess anything here. And you really can't possess anything out there. Not truly. You can't put it inside of you. But you can have the experience of it. And the transcending nature, I mean, I call the show Transcend with Nat. Uh, because transcendence is such an important aspect in my life and that really is one of the greatest focuses of my life is transcending of these levels and transcending the soul soul transcendence as my teacher taught it to me and that really is moving above the fields of karma of here of the fields of right and wrong of the daily hubbub of life of tapping in to that true source of energy. And I talked about it in that JR quote on enthusiasm, of that's how we tap in, is we move into that transcendent thing. We, we go inside and we chant those sacred names of God. We, we move into uh, beyond this physical world. We move beyond the astral world, the imagination. We move beyond the, the causal, the emotions, the where the, where the Akashic records are held in that causal level, and we move beyond the mental, beyond the mind, beyond the unconscious. And we tap in into that, we go through that um, golden thread inside the Rukmini Canal the, to get beyond that cosmic mirror that, that is right before we move to the soul that reflects all things down into these lower levels. And we move into that first level above these lower levels or the, the negative realms of like on a pull of a battery. And we move into the positive realms of spirit and that first one is the soul and then can move beyond that even. That's the transcendent nature, is moving into that. And if you think you've got it, you probably don't because you're thinking and that's of the mind. And the mind cannot conceive of the higher levels. Uh, it is beyond the mind. It is, it is beyond that great unconsciousness. And part of that is that if it's unconscious, how are you conscious of it? Well, we move in the awareness beyond all of that. And so that's that transcendent nature because once you tune into that, then you're in touch with the source of all things. Um, you're in the awareness of the source of all things. And when you have that, what else is there? Well, there's nothing. There's no thing. Because you're in these higher levels. And so when I talk about transcendence, that's what I'm talking about and if you're not sure just keep going and that's the key is that wherever you are you keep going and if you don't know how to do that just be loving just be caring have the willingness to serve your fellow men move in that enthusiasm in life and the attitude of gratitude and the sixth part of wealth is the h which i call healthing i don't call it health because health indicates that there's a destination, that you somehow are now healthy. 
and I look at it as healthing because I look at it as a, another direction, a, an action. It's a way of life. It's an active direction towards health. And JR said that the living body must function always in the direction of health, and sickness is the effect of obstructing that natural function. Anyone who has had illness, has had sickness, has had disease, disease in their body, in their mind, in their emotions, understands that without health, it's really hard to enjoy the wealth and the abundance. So health becomes a key factor, and that's the health in all levels. And, and it doesn't mean that, because the body's nature is, the function here is that things tend to degrade and break down. That, that's just how this level works, and that's how it's meant to work. But remember, uh, Seneca says life, if well lived, is long enough. So if, if you're living your life, and you're living it well, and you're living it fully, and you're wealthy and abundant, and you're loving, and you're loving your life, then when death, the inevitability of, of that great transition comes, you've lived. There's nothing, it's like if I, if I die, I've lived. I've lived an amazing life. Um, that doesn't mean I want to die right now. It just means that if my time here on this planet comes, or when it comes, and if it comes soon, which I don't, I don't know that that's going to uh, be my, my fate at this point, but if it does come, I know I've lived well. And if you can't say that about your life, then get busy now, because it's never too late. Just start by being loving and caring and compassionate for yourself and forgiving for yourself, to yourself and to others. And start living what life you have. And start moving in that direction of health. Whatever is going on in your body, you keep moving towards health because that's going to be part of your wealth. It's not attaining health that is something that is part of your wealth. It is continuously moving towards health and choosing those things which are healthy for you. So that's the willingness, the enthusiasm, the attitude of gratitude, loving, transcending, and healthing. And that's what I consider um, key aspects in living in the direction of wealth in your life. And now is an amazing time. It's always an amazing time. And it's always a time where you can do it regardless. And that's the beauty of wealth. You can do it regardless of what's going on in the world. Because it is a consciousness. It is a way in which you live your life. So go forth and live wealthy and share in that abundance with all those who happen upon your path. God bless you all.
Beirush Beishan, which means the blessings already are, and all you have to do is partake of them. Loving you and loving me, cause I'm free. Just forgive yourself, come on, let it be, cause I'm free.